Welcome to the Kyle from Madison Podcast. We are joined today by Amber Cornelio. Amber, how are you doing today? I am doing so well. How are you doing? I am doing also very well. It's so good to see you and talk to you. Uh, this is an unusual situation because I didn't think we would be friends again until like summer, but here we are. Um, here we are. Under unfortunate circumstances, which we'll get to. When we first started talking about doing this podcast, you were definitely like the top of my list. Like, I want to talk to you and see how you're oh doing goodness. in this situation. Yeah. So. I'm super excited. I'm glad this was able to work out. All right. Well, we're just going to jump into it, get some get to know you questions out of the way so our listeners can, yeah, just get to know you better in case they don't. So can you tell us your year in school, your major, what dorm did you or do you live in, and what was your biggest rookie mistake you made your freshman year? Yeah. Like Nathan said, my name is Amber Cornelio. I am a junior at UW. And so I am studying art history in Spanish. And I only lived in the dorms my freshman year and I lived in Celery, um, as much of a place then as I'm sure it is now. And biggest rookie mistake that I made I remember this was actually technically before, but I was at SOAR, so I was registering for all my classes. And I thought, sure, why could I not take a two and a half hour night class on Monday nights? What could go wrong? And so what I actually ended up doing was it was this horrible power lecture that it was like a sociology class and we learned from the book that the professor wrote himself and it was awful. Um, and it also was bad because way back when, when Chi Alpha didn't meet at Upper House and met at another location on State Street, I don't even remember where, but I couldn't go because I was in this class the entire time. So that was unfortunate, but yeah, so that was definitely a rookie mistake and I never want to take a class that long or that late ever again. So moral of the story, do not schedule classes during Chi Alpha, right? That's the, that was the mistake. Myself. Can you describe to us your current quarantine life? First off, start with where you're staying, but I think your situation even goes before where you're staying right now. So can you kind of walk us through the process um, of what you've been going through this whole situation? Yeah, it's been a really crazy almost two weeks. So prior to this, I was studying abroad in Spain, and um, as I'm sure people might know from the news, Spain is one of the hot spots for the coronavirus. And so what happened is um, because of that all going on, I was sent home from UW. So I had to pack everything up instead of leaving in May like I intended and left on, I believe, the 19th of March. And so what happened is the country was on lockdown. So I had to follow those rules so I couldn't like go outside or do anything really truly without getting a fine. So for me, like I was kind of almost quarantined in Spain for a little bit until I made it home to the States. And because I was over there, what happened is the CDC is requiring me to do more of a medical quarantine because I was in a hot spot. So what that means is I have to keep a distance even between my family. I can't leave to even go to places like Target or the grocery store because I would be in contact with too many people. I'm pretty, pretty isolated and I've gone on a couple walks, but other than that, I'm really, truly not supposed to interact face to face with anybody, even if it is in a form of social distancing. So that's been really crazy. But um, now I'm back in the States. I'm in 
my home in Janesville. So I will be here pretty much until things probably clear up when I could go back to Madison. Can you walk us through, I guess, maybe some more like specific details of when you, I guess, like received that information? Because I know for for a lot of us, it was a little different, you know, us understanding that, okay, classes are going to move online, probably can't meet for Chi Alpha, turns out it's the whole semester. I mean, were there different stages of the information you were getting where you're realizing how serious the situation is and now hearing like, I need to go back to the States? Was there any concern that you wouldn't be able to go back to the States? Anything like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it was really difficult because I found out through a course of really conflicting emails. And it was hard because the group I was with study abroad with the overarching company would say a certain thing, but my specific program in Sevilla would say a different thing. And initially, they were giving us the option to stay, actually. And they had said, we'll move our material online, but we're not going to kick anybody out. And then very quickly, things got a lot crazier, especially as UW was canceling things. And because UW was in charge of and over the program that I was with, I had to follow their order. And so I did. And so I initially actually about your question on getting out, that was a real that was a real thing, especially as Spain was closing their borders. So what happened is I initially was trying to go through Portugal, but Spain had closed that border with Portugal. So I initially for a little bit was trapped because my flight was canceled. And there's a lot of cancellations on transportation and you know, airlines were restricting the amount of people that could even leave the country. And so that was a very real fear that my flight would get canceled. Unfortunately, out of all the ones in the airport that day, mine was only one of three or four that didn't, which was honestly just such a God thing that I was even able to come home. So yeah, it was definitely really crazy there towards the end and not obviously wanting to go, but not wanting to get trapped. Yeah, I'm sure that was a difficult thing to process as well, because I think for all of us, obviously none of us plan for this to happen, but especially for you to be there and this be such a dream and goal, I imagine, to be right. in Spain. And so to just have that, to have to make that decision to just, okay, I'm going back to the States. This is it. I can't imagine what that was like, but how are you processing it now? I guess the transition back to, I know it's not, it's not the same thing because life is so different here, but how has it been transitioning back to Wisconsin now? So it's definitely been a very whirlwindy time to say the least. I mean, I know that I'm just really honestly thankful that I'm here and I'm safe and I'm able to be provided for here in Janesville. So that's been good. I feel like I've spent a lot more time in my house, even that I had my previous semester for sure, but it's been kind of nice kind of realizing like, oh, it is cozier here than I thought that it would be. And I'm not really a big home buddy, but I've also kind of been able to rediscover I like my space, which has been which has been interesting for me. But yeah, overall it's been it's been okay. A big transition, but you know, everybody's going through their own to a certain degree for sure. Well let's get into a little more lighthearted questions then about the situation. Yeah. Within your quarantine life right now, can you tell us what are you eating? And then also, how have you been spending your days? In terms of eating, I love to bake and I love to cook. So it's been nice to be able to do that again. I mean, like I'll bake like cakes and pies, which have been fun for me. But I mean, like normally I don't just eat those. But I've been like eating pretty healthy while I've been here. Lots of like fruits and veggies and basic like protein and salads. I like to like do meal prep. I like like the organizational aspect of it. So 
that's what I've been up to food wise. And then activity wise, um, I still have like school online, like I would if I were a normal UW student. So I have to do that. But it's been really nice being able to play the piano again after a really long time. And also I've been able to pick up drawing and painting because I've had a little bit, bit of a break from that too. So it's been good for me creatively, I would say. Can you tell us when and how did your relationship with God begin? I've been a Christian for most of my life. I was one of those kids that like grew up in the church. And so I accepted Christ when I was, I would say four or five years old. And so like I grew up doing like children's church and like a want if like people know what that is and lots of involvement with that. But for a long time, I felt like I really was good at playing church. And so, you know, like I knew the right things to say and the right ways to respond. But as for like actually having that personal relationship, I didn't really process that, I would say, until I was in sixth grade. And so when I was in sixth grade during the summer for a youth group, we went to a camp. I feel like this is really common with camps and it's such like camp ministry is so, so important. Shout out to them. But also there's a night where it was kind of like a dedication of your life to Christ or a lot of people, you know, accepting Christ for the first time. And I remember like being in that place and like in the amphitheater and like the speaker was really describing what it was like to be a Christian and really walk with Christ in a way that I'd really never heard or thought about it before. And I just remember realizing that I didn't have that and I didn't know what it was like to have a relationship like that with God. I didn't even know it was really a thing because I had been doing this for so long. And so that's when I decided to really truly dedicate my life to Christ and live for him in to the best of my ability. And so ever since then, I've just been pursuing him and learning and seeing what he has in store for me. What's something God has done in your life recently? Or what's something God has been speaking to you recently? Yeah, so I've been in a little bit of a period of just thinking about what it means to be really truly dependent on God. You know, I would consider, and that's something that I feel like is really important in Christianity, but especially for me, it's hard when I consider myself to be a really independent person. I like to do things on my own. If it means anything to anybody, I'm a three on the Enneagram. So, you know, it's one of those things where like to really understand what it means to be truly dependent and trusting on God is something I wrestle with. And so I think like I've been thinking about what it looks like to be truly dependent on God and, you know, I'll ask, show me how to do this, show me how to do this. And a situation will arise and I'll say, well, like, not like that. I didn't mean like, I didn't want to trust you like in that way. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to be able to realize that I had, I really wanted that control. And I think like, especially in a situation like this, you know, it's such a point where I feel like I don't have an option except to be dependent on God. I feel as if everything has changed so rapidly and so quickly and most of it, all of it has been without and without my control. I've been like wrestling and like thinking through that and really thinking about what it's like to depend on Christ in a situation like this. And I was doing a Devo the other day and it was going through Psalm 4. It's a Psalm that's written by David that really talks about um, having that trust amid troubling circumstances. And one of the verses I really like, or a couple of verses that say that, that God has given relief when we're in distress. And also that 
that the Lord makes us dwell in safety and allows that to happen. And I think those are just such comforting words in a time like that, that I've been really clinging to and thinking about and processing in the midst of this difficulty. So that's just been really good for me. And I'm seeing where God's going to lead me through that, meditating on that word. What is a word of encouragement you have for the Kyle family? I was on Instagram the other day. It connects, I promise. And I follow a couple of pastors. And one of them, it was a something on IGTV, and I've been really thinking about it. And I think it's so good. And the song, um, I've got the whole world in my hands. You know, it's one of those songs that I feel like a lot of children sing when they're little. And it's really easy. And it teaches them about those fundamental truths from an early age. And I feel like as time has gone on, I've realized the depth behind that and the and all the comfort that is to be had and the idea that God truly has the whole world in his hands. And, you know, I think in a time like this, he's got it and he's got all of our troubles. He's got all of our burdens. And it's just such a nice thing to know and to hold on to. And it's a security that we can we can hold fast to in the midst of not knowing what the future holds, but knowing that he is good, knowing that he's for us and knowing that he has a plan and that he's going to provide for all of us. And so that's been something that's been really good for me. And I hope it is for you too. Actually, this is kind of, I don't want to say ironic because it must be a God thing at this point. You you haven't heard, uh, I just recorded a podcast with Megan that's going to be released. Uh, what day is it? Today's Tuesday. So tomorrow. So you definitely haven't heard this. But she said almost the exact same thing, referencing that song. So no way. <laughs> what are the odds? I think it's the same. The same. That's true. That we follow. You probably <laughs> Michael Todd. He's pretty basic, but he's so. Okay, good. well there you go. So you heard twice this week. He's got the whole world in his hands. Well, Amber, thank you so much for chatting. I know this was so exciting. Uh, do you have any final thing you want to throw out? Any shout out? Any last words to Kyle Alpha community here? I don't think so. I miss everybody, and I'm just so thankful for the community that can be found in Chi Alpha. I love everyone so, so much. Yes, well, we miss you too, and we are disappointed you're back in the States, I think. I think it's fair to say we're disappointed you're here. That's valid. That's very valid. Because, like, if you're going to be here, we want to see you. So this is, like, the worst-case scenario. You're back, and we still can't see you. So someday we're going to be together again. Uh, But, yeah, thank you so much for chatting. Yeah, of course. If you want more episodes, follow us literally wherever you find podcasts. We're there. New episodes every Wednesday and Friday. Thank you for listening, everyone.